0: Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Unspoken Logic, my name's Michael, let's get started. So, I hope everyone had a really good weekend. Now, some of the things I wanted to touch base on uh, for this week is you have to look at the financiers of it, who's funding a lot of these things, and that brought me to my next thought is i wanted to explain what exactly the federal reserve history behind it how originated and some of the things you may not know about it and how they're tied into pfizer and so forth but without further ado i guess we'll get started so as many of you guys may know i'm sure everyone's heard of the titanic but what most people don't realize is some of the stuff that surrounds the Titanic and pretty interesting stuff. So, you know, I'll just jump into it. This is known as the the J.P. Morgan Federal Reserve Theory. And it is the, the American Central Bank. The Federal Reserve was created on December 23rd, 1913 with the enactment of the Federal Reserve Act the fact that it was a year after the sinking of the titanic has led to allegations of you guessed it conspiracy federal reserve now considered to be one of the most powerful financial institutions in the world is indeed connected to titanic the white star line had been owned since 1902 by international mercantile marine company a trust formed in early 20th century as an attempt by J.P. Morgan to monopolize the shipping trade. So ultimately, J.P. Morgan was the owner of Titanic by the fact he held a significant ownership shares of White Star Line. It was also J.P. Morgan who forced the United States government into acting on a central banking plan during the bank panic of 1907 when Wall Street turned to J.P. Morgan for help, according to sources that reported on it at the time. Morgan was able to convene all the principal players at his mansion and command all their capital to flood the system thus floating the banks that in turn helped float the businesses until the panic passed. The fact that the government owned its economic survival to a private banker forced the necessary legislation to create a central bank and the Federal Reserve. Uh, notably has been claimed that JP Morgan was set to board RMS Titanic for her maiden voyage, but canceled this trip at the last minute, along with his good friend Milton Hersey, who also canceled his voyage. The maiden voyage of Titanic indeed had three of the wealthiest American families living at the time John Jacob Astor, the sixth, Benjamin Guggenheim. And Isidore Strauss according to the theory JP Morgan was planning to form the Federal Reserve which meant he killed off any potential threats by ensuring rival millionaires Jacob Astor Isidore Strauss and Benjamin Guggenheim who all allegedly opposed the forming of a central bank perished aboard the Titanic the Titanic did go down so let's uh, look at it a little bit more So we have the the maiden voyage of Titanic, along with the three wealthiest Americans living at the time, Uh, that was John Jacob Astor, Benjamin Guggenheim, and Isidore Strauss. So there are other versions of this theory, including a claim that the Rothschild banking family or the Catholic Order of Jesuits were the ones who arranged Astor, Strauss, and Guggenheim's death on the Titanic. As the Washington Post notes, invoking the Rothschilds as an international conspirator is a century-old anti-Semitic trope. The Rothschild family founded banking houses across Europe in the early 1800s, and they have been a favorite target of conspiracy theorists ever since. Mm, sure. So I guess there's no documented evidence to support theory, uh, which is what they say, Um, but there never is documented evidence that you're going to commit crime so that that makes sense Uh, one of the things that is interesting and this was uh, an actual quote which is attributed to Meyer Amschel Rothschild is permit me to issue and control the money of a nation and I care not who makes its laws now another quote by one of the founding fathers is Thomas Jefferson. I sincerely believe that banking establishments are more dangerous than standing armies and that the principle of spending money to be paid by posterity under the name of funding is but swindling futurity on a large scale. And another one by Thomas Jefferson that I think can relate to what's going on today is the man who reads nothing at all is better educated than the man who reads nothing but newspapers so uh, some of the things that you didn't know about the Rothschilds is under the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 each of the 12 regional reserve banks of the Federal Reserve System is owned by its members banks who originally ponied up the capital to keep them running the number of capital shares they subscribe to is based upon a percentage of each member's bank capital and surplus. But the New York Fed by far was most important of the regional banks as a matter of policy has previously not disclosed the capital shareholdings of its 70 plus member bank. A New York Fed spokesman in September declined to comment on the record for that matter. Quote, unquote, to the best of my knowledge, we haven't had to handle on its own capital stock of the New York Fed, says Connie Raza chief of campaign and policy at the center of popular uh, advocacy group that was pushed for greater transparency one of the things that i like about this is the four horsemen of banking so the federal reserve cartel eight families own the usa bis imf world bank Uh, the members of the federal reserve own america heartland and they are goldman sachs Rockefellers, Lehmans, and kuhn Loebs of New York, the Rothschilds of Paris and London, the Warburgs of Hamburg, the Lazards of Paris, the Israel Moses Seifs of Rome. Many of the bank's stockholders reside in Europe. The U.S. government had a historical distrust of BIS lobbying unsuccessfully for its demise at the 1944 post-World War II Bretton Woods conference. Instead of eight families, power was exasperated by Bretton Woods creation of the IMF and the World Bank. Bretton Woods became a boon to the eight families. The IMF and the World Bank were central to this new world order, writes Dean Henderson at the Heartland Report. So, the four horsemen of banking, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo, own the four horsemen of oil. Exxon, Mobil, Royal, Dutch, Shell, BP, and Chevron Texaco. In tandem with Deutsche Bank, BNP, Barclays, and other European old money uh, also play a contributing factor. Companies under Rockefeller control include Exxon Mobil, Chevron Texaco, BP Amoco, Marathon Oil, Freeport McMoron, Quaker Oats, uh, sarco united delta northwest itt international harvester xerox boeing westinghouse hp honeywell international paper pfizer motorola Monsanto, union carbide and general foods all owned by rockefeller their monopoly over the global economy does not end at the edge of the oil patch according to the company's 10k filings to the sec the four horsemen of banking were among the top 10 stockholders of virtually every fortune 500 corporation so who owns the federal reserve and are the stockholders in these money center banks this information is guarded much more closely so any queries into the bank regulatory agencies regarding stock ownership and the top 25 u.s. bank holding companies were given freedom of information act status before being denied on national security grounds. So this is rather ironic since many of the bank stockholders reside in Europe. One important repository for the wealth of the global oligarchy that owns these bank holding companies is U.S. Trust Corporation, founded in 1853 and now owned by Bank of America. A recent trust corporate director and honorary trustee was Walter Rothschild. Pretty convenient that they can hide Their ownership Um, other directors include Daniel Davidson of JP Morgan and Chase Richard Tucker of ExxonMobil Daniel Roberts of Citigroup and Marshall Schwartz of Morgan Stanley JW McAllister an oil industry insider with House of Saab connection wrote that information he acquired from Saudi bankers cited 80% ownership of the New York Federal Reserve Bank by far the most powerful Fed branch by just eight families, four of which reside in the U.S. So, outsourcing money since 1930, Steve Brown, the rising dollar, and America's future, the Federal Reserve. CPA Thomas D. Schaff corroborates McAllister's claim, adding that 10 banks control all 12 Federal Reserve Bank branches. He names N.M. Rothschild of London, Rothschild Bank of Berlin, Warburg Bank of Hamburg. Warburg Bank of Amsterdam, Lehman Brothers of New York, Lazard Brothers of Paris, Kuhn Loeb Bank of New York, Israel Moses Seif Bank of Italy, Goldman Sachs of New York, and J.P. Morgan Chase Bank of New York. Schaff lists William Rockefeller, Paul Warburg Schiff, and James Stillman as individuals who own large shares of the Federal Reserve. The Schiffs are insiders at the Kuhn Loeb. The Stillmans are group insiders who married into the Rockefeller clan at the turn of the century. Estus Mullins came to the same conclusion in his book, The Secrets of the Federal Reserve, in which he displays charts connecting the Fed and its member banks to the families of Rothschilds, Warburg, Rockefellers, and the others. The control that these banking families exert over the global economy cannot be overstated and is quite intentionally shrouded in secrecy their corporate media arm is quick to discredit any information exposing the private central banking cartel as a you guessed it a conspiracy theory okay the Federal Reserve Bank was born in 1913 the same year US banking scion J. Pierpoint Morgan died and the Rockefeller Foundation was formed The House of Morgan presided over the American finance from the corner of Wall Street and Broad, acting as a quasi-U.S. central bank since 1838, when George Peabody founded it in London. Now, Peabody was a business associate of the Rothschilds. In 1952, Federal Research Mullins put forth the supposition that the Morgans were nothing more than a Rothschild agent. Uh, Mullins wrote that the Rothschilds preferred to operate anonymously in the U.S. behind the facade of J.P. Morgan and Company. Author Gabriel Kolko stated, Morgan's activities in 1895 and 1896 in selling U.S. gold bonds in Europe were based on an alliance with the House of Rothschild. Now, what most people don't realize about gold, the Rothschilds, they set the price of gold. So in the 1919, the Rothschilds and their colleagues, leading traders of the industry, began meeting twice a day to set the price of gold. Gold became one of the family's most valuable assets and it it actually eventually became a benchmark among the world markets. The meetings apparently went down like this. Several participants would send in the representatives to the Rothschilds office. They would then call their trading room and raise the union jack. Once all the flags has been lowered, the price had been agreed upon the daily meetings continued from 1919 to 2004 when barclays took up the spot that the rothschilds once held all right and we are actually seeing right now reported about five days ago that gold settles at a nearly two week low ahead of this week's federal decision or fed decision uh stocks dive at close in key week for central banks if they're planning on collapsing and one of the other things I wanted to talk about after this was the uh, stock market and some of the things that are going on in the stock market Um, so this is all working in unison with some of the deadlines and the dates that were set forth for the vaccination or inoculation because we've already established this is not a vaccine. And if these dates are working in tandem with the stock market and gold prices going down I mean the boomer generation they were told to buy gold I don't know it just seems very uh, convenient that all these dates and everything is they're starting to line up so as of 2018 or the year end of 2018 Citibank the number one institution on the roster held 87.9 million New York Federal Reserve Bank shares or percent of total the number two holder stockholder was JP Morgan Chase Bank with 60.6 million shares equal to about 29.5 percent of the total in other words the two banks together control nearly three quarters of the regional bank's capital shares interesting so as I was saying we have the Morgan financial octopus wrapped its tentacles quickly around the globe Morgan Grenfell operated in London, Morgan ETCO ruled Paris, the Rothschilds, Lamberts cousins set up Drexel & Company in Philadelphia, the House of Morgans catering to the Astors, DuPonts, Guggenheims, Vanderbilts, and the Rockefellers. It financed the launch of AT&T, General Motors, General Electric, and DuPont. Like the London-based Rothschilds and the Bering Banks, Morgan became part of the power structure in many countries. By 1890, the House of Morgan was lending to Egypt's central bank, financing Russian railroads, floating Brazilian provincial government bonds, and funding Argentine public work projects. A recession in 1893 enhanced Morgan's power. So, anytime there's a recession, these big banks get stronger. That year, Morgan saved the U.S. government from a bank panic, forming a syndicate to prop up government reserves with a shipment of $62 million worth of Rothschild gold. Morgan was the driving force behind Western expansion in the U.S., financing and controlling westbound railroads through voting trusts. In 1879, Cornelius Vanderbilt Morgan financed New York Central Railroad gave preferred shipping rates to John D. Rockefeller's budding standard oil monopoly, cementing the Rockefeller-Morgan relationship. The House of Morgan now fell under Rothschild and the Rockefeller family control. That's 1879. A New York Herald headline read, Railroad Kings Form Gigantic Trust, J.P. Morgan, who once stated, Competition is a sin. Now, opined gleefully, think of it. All competing railroad traffic west of St. Louis placed in the control of about 30 men. Morgan and Edward Harriman, bankers, Kuhn Loeb held the monopoly over the railroads, while banking dynasties Lehman, Goldman Sachs, and Lazard joined the Rockefellers in controlling the U.S. industrial base. In 1903, Bankers Trust was set up by the eight families. Benjamin Strong, of the bankers trust was the first governor of the new york federal reserve bank 1913 creation of the fed fused the power of the eight families to the military and diplomatic might of the u.s government if their overseas loans went unpaid the oligarchs could now deploy u.s marines to collect the debts morgan chase Citibank formed an international lending syndicate the House of Morgan was cozy with the British House of Windsor and the Italian House of Savoy. The Loebs, Warburgs, Lehman, Lazards, Israel Moses of Seifs, and Goldman Sachs also had close ties to European royalty. Okay, now if you're just now taking that in, essentially the banks now had control over the U.S. government and the military what does that tell you i mean we actually technically have two constitutions um and if you don't think that the Rothschilds are uh, in bed with the vatican um that's another thing they have ties to the vatican all right back when italy was not yet italy a bank owned by the Rothschild donated large loans to the papal states and the various kings of naples The duchy of Parma and the Grand Duchy of Tuscany when Italy unified in 1861 the Italian aristocrat declined and the Rothschilds were forced to close their Naples Bank rather than this being the end of things in Naples the Naples branch of the Rothschilds family had become closely tied to the Vatican Bank an association which continued into the 20th century in fact When Carl von Rothschild met Pope Gregory in 1832, he was not required to kiss the Pope's feet. Huh. So they have control over the Catholic Church. The Vatican, Rome. Interesting. They also bailed out the U.S. government. 2008 recession, 1895, 1920. The government was running low on gold and was concerned about how not being able to pay off their debts. President Grover Cleveland wanted to avoid defaulting on the government's debt he reached out to Nathaniel Meyer Rothschild who worked with JP Morgan and they loaned the government the money to pay off its outstanding debt they prevented a dreaded default and rescued the US Treasury huh nothing to see here you know it's just friendly uh, IOUs given out and like I said they already own the government and the military but yet you know they're sending the marines over when they want to collect their debts but yet we're told something completely different and that it's under the guise of freedom a little bit different you have to look at the bigger picture um so now that i've given you a little brief synopsis on um, uh the rothschilds and some of the things about them one thing i did want to mention about the rothschilds which i found to be extremely interesting. So if you don't know, the Rothschilds were actually inbred. This is because they wanted to keep their family lineage and the women were expected to marry the cousins um, if they wanted to inherit all the wealth. So the 20th century uh, brought problems to the family. Uh, The current generation of males were all dead by 1918 and one of the nature's laws or genetics Was beginning to tell a century of more of inbreeding was leading to a decreased fertility and whilst the chances of any future offspring being a genius were the chances that it would be eccentric Uh, but the policy of large families saw them through so when one branch of the family died out as it did in Germany and Austria another one was ready to assume the mantle The family bank, of course, lived on, although the Frankfurt branch had to be closed when there were no male heirs left to run it. Letting the in-laws take it over uh, was out of the question, even though they were in most cases established bankers. So we can see that the, the Rothschilds have been heavily involved in the enslavement of man and money fort knox the last time they did an audit they verified the gold was there allegedly or what people want to believe that they saw um we don't know if there's any gold we don't know all we know is that we're printing paper out of thin air and they wonder why inflation is going to hit us hard we're already seeing inflation right now mainstream economists are struggling to hide the incoming economic collapse all right because we are seeing all-time highs right now we just covered a lot of information about the Rothschilds and a little bit about their history and how they got orchestrated and how everything just plays into it now our next episode we can go further into the economy we can go into the the stock market and then Everything's being very organized and very meticulous and very methodic. It's above our pay grade and we don't know why other than the fact that mass genocide could be, um, could be something that we're seeing play here. Um, but one thing I will tell you, guys like Bill Gates, okay, um, If you look at the amount of money, so let's say, all right, so the documents show that Bill Gates has given roughly around 319 million to media outlets, including NPR, Public Radio International, NBC, BBC, CNN, Corporations for Public Broadcasting, and The Atlantic, right? The Atlantic is owned by the widow of Steve Jobs who's best friends with uh, Maxwell. Pretty uh, coincidental that they're all intertwined. But we will be diving into that uh, on a later podcast. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this one. Uh, If you want to go ahead and follow, go to follow. I can be found at www.rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash unspoken hyphen logic. I can also be found on Apple Podcast and also Spotify under Unspoken Logic. Spread the word, give a follow. I post daily. Like I said, if you want to follow, tell your friends, family. Trying to get the information out there. Really open to make a difference and see if even just one person can spread this message and spread the information as far as what's going on. It only takes one person. And you know, thank you for listening to Unspoken Logic. know we've covered quite a bit of information today pertaining to the the Rothschilds and kind of their family lineage a little bit nothing too in detail um, but just a a more generalized background on them I hope this helps in finding your place and whatever this massive entangled web of lies has been created or portrayed something has to be said the information needs to be put out there in open dialogue for the listeners to make an educated decision on a string of information we put together. You make up your own mind. But until next time, keep it logical.